This is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself, Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do this shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I 1. I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two! Arm bar! Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. (laughs) What's up, TAW Mafia? Uh, It's Yeti, we're here. Um, Delmi is hanging out in the green room right now. Uh, She's waiting here. I just wanted to take a a quick minute to tell everybody thank you. I'm super excited that things worked out the way that it did. When I reached out to Delmi, I had no idea that she had just signed her deal with MLW. And um, we've been a huge fan um, from beyond Limitless, Shimmer, um, and now her own promotion, Grind. So without uh, further ado, let's let's bring Delmi in. How are you tonight? And thank you so much for taking the time. Hi, how's it going? I'm doing great tonight. Perfect. So true professional at all times. Um, we, we just try to make this as, as much as we can about, um, you, who you are and the talent, because that's what we do. And we've been doing it for a decade. So, um, take a minute for our listeners that don't know who you are, um, which happens like, it's just, you're working it, you're doing it. Um, a little bit about, about grind, right? Uh, whatever you'd like to talk about you and your sister and then uh we'll get some people uh in here asking questions and and hanging out so who's Delmi? all right well first off thank you so much for having me on the show i uh, love the concept i actually have irish cousins so growing up i was like a huge fan of like kind of like Irish culture. I like would eat uh random like lunches with them and i was just like a huge fan of like uh, I know it's not like your actual holiday, but like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I just love that stuff and like Dropkick Murphys and like, I'm from uh, Massachusetts or I'm from Rhode Island, which is like within Massachusetts. And so we have like a huge, like, kind of like Irish culture that's around here since a lot of people came in to this place. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be on the show. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It's it's huge for yeah. us. So, so JP's JP's in Lowell, Mass. Um, he's not yeah. here tonight, but he's he's in Lowell, and he, he goes back decades. And it, it's cool. It's it, we take great pride in the fact that we're Irish, as you probably obviously know. And um, I, I love that people embrace the culture. It's not just the alcohol, right? It's the food. No. It's the the people, (laughs) it's the people. And it's, uh, it's hard to explain to somebody how um, we love people that love us and we're friendly until you're not friendly to us. Yeah. As are Mexicans. So like, right. Right. So MLW, um, I had no idea. Like when I saw that, it was the same day that you replied. I saw that and I was like, hot damn like this is perfect what yeah how long did it take i mean what was the if you can talk about the process uh, you don't have to get specific but as far as the process what what was the process of mlw did did they reach out to you how how did that work so it seems like it was a fast process because everyone just sees like the announcement and uh for some people it might seem like it's like out of the blue that they're um i've been offered a contract which is insane um to say that i'm like an actual like pro wrestler now after like you know that's always like the goal that everyone has um but 
in reality, like back in 2020, when me and Ashley had worked for them and gotten to wrestle for the company, it was kind of an idea that they wanted to start building their women's division. And so we weren't sure how in depth they wanted to do that. They had signed talent, um, but there wasn't really like women signed under their company. And they had women who like, they would go back to like Katrina was used a lot um, from like right. So she was someone who, like, you would assume probably had a contract. Um, but there wasn't, like, in-ring women talent yet. And so uh, they've been kind of trying to get the ball running with this women's division. It's really hard because for them, they could bring someone in and then they could get taken into Impact or taken right. to AEW or taken to, like, you know, there's all these companies who are, like, trying to build their own rosters and it's just... It's a lot. <laughs> um, right? it, and and it, you hit on it. I, we've been, I've been fortunate to the lens that I have, my lens, my pro wrestling lens is um, 80s, right? <laughs> and it, it evolved into ECW. So the way I look at pro wrestling is AEW it fits that lens for me. It fits the Attitude Era. It fits ECW. If it's all that. The WWE product is totally different now. Um, And for me, the way I, MLW, NWA, Impact, all of this stuff, that's where we eat, sleep, and breathe because that's where we get, we get the wrestling, we get the storylines, like we get all of that, but we get um, the talent in the ring telling the stories and doing it the way that, that my lens that I have perceived it. Do you feel like, do you have that creative freedom in MLW or or how does that work for you? Um, I am, I am very fortunate that I've been able to wrestle for other TV companies. So I've been able to wrestle for Impact. I've been able to wrestle for like AEW with their dark tapings. I've been able to wrestle for uh, ROH when they were doing Women of Honor. And I think something that I do really like about MLW is that creative freedom. Um, Back when Prezak was helping even then he was very like, go out there, have a match, knock it out of the park. Like make every second count. It's a TV minute match. So it's not like 15 minute matches that you would right. see. On- um, it's like, you got to make everything count. You can't just like take your time with certain things. Um, you can let things register, but it does feel like they want you to go out there and hit your greatest hits, which if you go back and you see some other stuff, like maybe like back in the carny days, like you would see like <laughs> grab a hold, like you're doing too much out there versus that MLW. They're like, that was cool. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like they encourage you to do more with your TV time, which is great. Cause it's like, yeah, that's my time that I have in the ring. How difficult uh, it, uh, it's difficult to, yeah. to, get in the ring with somebody that you've never been in the ring before with. And you're basically, you're, you're writing a script. You're the director, you're the producer, you're the actor, you're everything in that. Do you feel like it's going to be easier in MLW or is it going to be just as difficult? Honestly, it depends on who you end up getting paired with. I have a bunch of women who I enjoy wrestling. Um, I don't have too many people off the top of my head who I just like no i wouldn't want to get in the ring with you don't have to drop any names we're not here to do that (laughs) (laughs) i would never put you on that spot um but i do think like the women who do come in for the bigger stages like that they are all have like the right mindset right maybe that could happen on like a lower show that like i do like on like a local promotion but like anytime i go to a place where it's like you know this is a big stage it feels like I do get paired with people who are just as hungry as me or who have been there before and like can like then lead me um, right kind of take the reins on that I don't really have too many bad experiences whenever I do get uh, moments in front of a bigger stage actually I got to work with Max the Impaler for Women of Honor and they were super uh, under the impression that we would do more and like the script that we had kind of was like size difference and right. so 
was kind of bummed like oh i wanted you to do this and like this because you can physically do things and it's like yeah but like that was cool seeing like them be so open to wanting to take offense for me nice no they were being put as this like monster in the company my uh my friend mr chaos is here um he's gonna he's gonna jump in and ask us some so we're gonna go back and forth uh mr mike farrell tell me xo from mlw yes <laughs> it feels nice to say that because i don't i can't tell you how many times that i bump on iwtv and whether it was limitless or beyond or i'd go and watch some shimmer um yeah. how you've probably been asked this a million times and i always try to ask things a different way like when did when did you and your sister have the conversation that we're going to do this and we're going to do it together? Um, so I think since we were like little, we would always play like WWE video games and we always tagged because I wasn't good at video games yet. There's like seven year difference between me and my yet. sister. So like, <laughs> I'm still not good at video games, but like she had to like play with me because if we just played fighting against each other, it just wasn't fair. And like we knew the outcome every time. Um, so we would always tag against the computers. And I think just like growing up in that mindset, we just did that and we just always did everything together, even though there was such a huge age gap. Um, and then when she decided she wanted to start training, I went with her actually to her first training day. And when the coach was like, oh, are you also signing up? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you just did it right there. Yeah. I wasn't when even really to like start practicing. I was like in like random like sweats and hoodies. I didn't really have uh, like wrestling shoes on. So I was not prepared. Didn't have knee pads. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to touch because I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of, of a lot of the promotions that are out there right now that are lower down in the tier. Okay. Um, I like to ask this question. They're not really questions. I just like to, I like to mention names mm -hmm. and um, you can pass whenever you want. You don't have to answer these. Like this is, this is, this is your show. Right. Um, but I want to drop a couple of names. And then if you can talk a little bit about that person, is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Um, Randy Carver. Okay. What do we, what do we, what is it? What, um, what is, what is he, I, I mean, we got a chance to interview him two years ago. And for me, I call him little Paul E. For me, he's like a little Paul Heyman. Um, what has been your perception when you've worked for Limitless and, and what's it been like when you've had the opportunity to do it? Um, I love Limitless. Limitless was a place that I thought I would never get to wrestle for. And so having a few matches, um, there and like he's one of those people who is really hard to read and so it's kind of like this uncle that you just want them to like give you approval <laughs> and uh there was one match i had with masha and i had just started uh doing the god queen uh which is like my moniker that i have now and i like embrace and so i remember like being really tense in the back because I was like nervous and I knew we had put together something really good but it was the first time that like I was going to be in front of him as a singles wrestler and so I remember coming back from the curtain and him just like walking by and fist bumping me and being like good shit and like <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a man of he's a man of few words yes. very few words so very was the match was the match with Masha, was that the uh, chain match? It wasn't the chain match, but because okay. a good match then, he then, like, gave us the opportunity to do, like, the grudge match and the chain match. Was the uh, was the spit in Masha's face talked about prior to, or was that reactionary? That, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, if, uh, um, you know what's funny is I... I I kind of want to put some context to this. So I reached out to Randy, right? Yeah. And I said, Hey man, would you mind? Because we're kind of coming back. We're kind of doing this thing. So I want to give the opportunity for, for, for me to set the tone. 
So I'm, I'm going to play something here real quick, right? And I, I just kind of want to get your reaction out of that. Is that cool? Yeah. We're, we're going to see if this works. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We hope it does. Yeah, referee, Anything that happens please. between that bell, it's going to be legal. Oh, boy. He needs to try her best to hit as hard as Masha. Or be craftier. And there's a chance she could be. And there it is. Chain and play, folks. There it is. You can't imagine. Now she has nowhere to go. Fox oh. one right in her face. Oh, boy. Wow, but Yarmouth's right here. Tell me. Apparently. That move is up for Masha. Baptized in blood. Masha coming in high. Very nicely done. Del me out of the way. Now what's he got planned here? Drops her with a back suplex. Gonna hook her up across the mouth. Into the buckle. You gotta defeat your opponent. You can't wait for it to pass out this game. You gotta pin her. You can pull a little bit. What is this? Northern Lights Bob on the chair. No give. No give. They've gone away. Oh! It's a power bomb. With a hybrid pile driver power bomb. All on the bridge of the neck, but at the top of the back, two torrents. Unique positioning. <laughs> Like for real, how uh, is it? Do you ever watch your matches back like that? Do you ever go back and watch like that? I swear, when I took that chair, like that air raid on the chair, that I broke the chair. Like in my head, I was like really confident. I was like, "Yeah, I'm so jacked!" Like I squished the <laughs> chair. No sold me. <laughs> I watched it back. I was like, "Oh, oh I need." <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I picked that match because I'm. A, I'm a. We had Masha on the show as well. Yeah. And this was bef- way before, like a a couple years ago. And her her struggle, how she got here, and I think it's really cool when there's two individuals like you and herself, where when they're telling that story, they're they're telling their story, and. The looks on your face are genuine. Those are not anything that I think, Mike, we were talking earlier about the lens that we look through. Like when I, when I have the opportunity to, to like, we look for people like Delmi all over the place because you either, for me, you can work your entire life and never get it. And mm-hmm. some people can, can just have it. And uh, f- and when I say have it, like the ability to tell the story in a ring that allows the people that are watching to buy into it. And I get the buy-in every time. And that match for me was the one where I was like, I had to ask, like, if the spit was planned. And you said, no, that was a bad decision, right? Oh, no, it was it was gum. Oh, it was gum. Okay, good. But still, same thing, right? She wanted me to do the spit, but I was like, Ugh. Like, I might be dry mouth, so can I use gum? <laughs> I had gum in my mouth during that, so that way, like, the fans could see, and they did see, because if I ever had to spit... <laughs> yeah, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> just just right out. Mike, did you get uh, did you get educated on, on Delby today? Uh, you know I know, you're, I I know watching, you have some questions. I was watching the um, the Sea Stars versus uh, Twisted Sisters from Mission Pro. Nice. Thunder Rosa and Holly Dead. Wow, that was years ago. <laughs> yeah, it <was> like <laughs> I thought about oh, that. Man, four years ago. The chops just <laughs> Oh yeah. She man, I'm telling you, Holly Dead, Thunder Rosa, that, that team is insanity. Um what is it like working with Thunder Rosa? Somebody who's I don't want to say she's one of the women that's really pushing women's wrestling to the forefront right now. So working with her and, and holiday in the ring, um, how was that for you coming up as a woman? Um, I think it was at a time where me and Ashley were still young as a tag team and women's wrestling was the whole like divas revolution had happened at this point, but there was still like a formula that, girls matches were allowed to have it felt like um and so that was one of the first few matches i got where 
we learned how to slug um like we learned how to just go and like hit hard because during me and ashley's time growing into the business um if you hit hard and you were a girl and you hit another girl hard it was a big it was a big issue backstage it was you're unsafe you know like all this drama and so like getting in the ring with them and like them being like giving it right back and then asking to receive it with that much intention like we're hitting safe like everything is safe but because our frames are so small we have to like put some more intention into it otherwise not gonna look as good as like the guys throwing tv clotheslines like we have to be bigger unfortunately but like that match really like raised the bar for us and then it like gave us confidence in like our striking and like if someone complained it's like grow up you got in the ring like <laughs> yeah 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 i mean it's it's got to be cool at this point to to be in mlw congratulations by the way thank uh, you and then have you know shimmer experience shimmer to me is one of those uh, one of those promotions that i don't think gets enough eyes on it nearly enough um but how do you think having that shimmer experience is going to help you in mlw um shimmer was one of the few places where you could work snug a lot of the women who were there, like the old guard, they had gone through and like gotten in the ring with, uh, you know, women luchadors from Mexico. They had gotten in the ring with Joshi wrestlers. So they knew their, their craft and like they were serious about it. Like they all took it serious. And so when me and Ashley got into Shimmer, it just felt like a breath of fresh air. It's like, there's hope. Like there's, like, there's gonna be an area for us to grow in here and so like we were able to grow a lot in shimmer i owe a lot um i had a lot of my best matches at the Bruin eagles club um it is sad that like right now we're in this gray area i don't want to say it's gone but it almost feels like if there isn't a way for it to get like put on the internet uh it could be forgotten uh, i could be left behind with like all the new women's wrestling promotions that are like popping in and around and like trying to bring the same energy that shimmer uh held on to for so long do you you bring that uh, i think a, a really valid point do you think it's hard like you're you're trying to do this in mlw like you're you're the one right you're you're the one that pretty much um court taya like they're you're the first i guess technically correct me if I'm wrong, like you're the first signee for what they're considering the women's division and wanting to add more talent to how, how difficult is it knowing that there's so many promotions out there and so much competition to, is that a weight? Like, is that a weight on your shoulders? I don't think it's necessarily a weight uh, in a bad way. If anything, I think it just makes me like want to step up and want to, bring what we're bringing to the table that much more harder like i can't take it easy on a show day for mlw uh, i don't take it easy on a grind day and i don't even get paid for those days because <laughs> i'm the one running the show but right. like there does feel like there's some shows that i go to and i'm in the locker room and i hear people saying like ah oh, like i'm a little sore like i'm not gonna do too much and like on mlw days i'm not gonna have that mentality because if I don't go 110% on this day, when it streams, it's not going to be talked about because 10 other shows could be streaming that same day. You got to compete. And that's how it is on the indies now. I mean, Wrestling Open, they're on every Thursday on IWTV. But yeah. if a show decides to stream on that Thursday, the locker room meeting is we have to go that much harder because people could switch the channel right now. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it grind like you're, you're expanding, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, how much is on your plate, right? And how <laughs> difficult is it to juggle all of that? Well, I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I actually started off the beginning of this year and I didn't feel like I was going to do a lot. Um, I hadn't had an idea about uh, working with MLW yet. There was talks of dates bringing in, but it wasn't um, a contract offered at all yet. Um, and so I had like put up a goal and I was like, oh, I want to wrestle 100 matches because that would be something easy. I've done it before, but I've never counted. And I was just like, oh, I'll do that. And I'll go back into bodybuilding, uh, which I was able to compete in 2019. And I haven't since the pandemic. Um, and as soon as I started doing that, um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, obviously I have all the grind dates that I have to focus on promoting and like pushing and booking. And then there was the bodybuilding competition where I got with my actual coach and like set up. So like I'm currently in prep. Uh, I've been on prep for like seven weeks now. I don't know when my show date is now because <laughs> there's just so much scheduled, um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I do have something planned for August that's going to be, uh, knock on wood, <laughs> something international. Um, and then I got offered the contract, and then I got a promotion at work. Um, <laughs> so we, right. are, we are figuring it out this year. This is, but it's fine. There's no rest for the wicked. And, you know coffee it's, it's it's the hustle and the grind right it's it's the grind you've you've yeah. got you got to shoot stuff and then you have you can't really call it your life but you're chasing your dream and i think that's what i admire the most is that you're, you're chasing it the way you want to do it and like starting a promotion is a huge feat there's no if ands or buts about that there's so many logistics i'm trying to scare you Right. Yeah. There's so many logistics that go into that. It takes um, true commitment. And I, I, as a fan, I really appreciate that because it gives more opportunity for more talent, for more eyes on and just more fun for, for people like Mike and I to just kind of sit back and, and enjoy it. And so I, if there's anything that we can do to help grind out, just let us know, like send us the wrestling um, news source. So I'll pop it on there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Ashley sister, um, mm. I, you guys are very close. Like, I, I mean, it's, I can't even, from what I've been able to read and ascertain is it's, I, do you guys talk like every day? And when you have questions, does she run by, do you run things by her? Um, not as much now. I think we do talk like almost every other day, but it's never really about wrestling. It's usually about like other things like um just like her life things that she's doing like up to date like oh i did this today oh i bought this like simple things like that um i think from a wrestling perspective now i don't go to her too much about things i kind of either go to perry um who's my wrestling coach he's the human monster truck that's his right name. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he's someone who's just he's very like intelligent in his like thoughts and so I always go to him and I'm always like what do you think about this <laughs> because he would tell me if something's a bad idea or how to do it better he always has that kind of like mindset uh and then I do go to Rip who's my partner um because I live with him so I see him the most I feel like I usually just what do you think of this <laughs> like is usually and then he usually kind of like fixes things or adds things to it so you're always you're always open to the ideas, right? I mean, that's I think that's the key part is the evolution is mm -hmm. uh, always the the finished product. And you talked about what you wanted to do this year, uh, goal wise, like that's kind of all changed with MLW. Um, is there a length of the contract? Is there anything there, or is it? Can you be specific about it? Um, I don't think I can be like specific in terms of like length because I don't want to like ruin um yep the mystique yep yes um I do think I think the best thing I could say is I feel like it's a very fair contract for me to be signing um I feel like I was taken care of um, I think th I think that's the most important part is I think that a perfect word is fair is you. Yeah it's it's professional wrestling people use 
people. That's what it is. And yeah. it's in contract. <laughs> I'm like, I think the best for me to say that. And like I book and I like so I get it. <laughs> but like I feel very confident in the area that I am given right now and like I have room to grow. Um and it feels like I can grow in a different direction because indie wrestler, indie darling, like I I did that. Right. And like I could go and I could do all the local shows and like do the same thing I did when I was a C star, but I'm only going to ever be that. And I've already done that. So I feel like I need to grow in a different way as a professional wrestler. And I feel like really encouraged to be going in this direction right now. I feel like you're doing it the right way. You're on the edge of feeling like you're pushing yourself too much but feeling like you can still do it at the same time. I really feel like in life you have to live on that edge if you want to be the best or be successful at something. So I, I admire you for doing that and like taking it, that, just taking the bull by the horns and seeing where it goes. Yeah, thank you. I feel really good going into this year. Last year was very rough. It was a very rough year. But this year it just feels like everything's like written out and I just have to do it. Mike and I talked a little bit. COVID messed us up. Like COVID messed a lot of people up. Not not just like physical, like just the emotionally being secluded, not being able to see people and go and do things. And just, I, I think if uh, for me, I think I'm just finally getting out of that to where yeah. I feel like I can go places and do things. Do, do, do you feel that as well? Not just like, not just personally, but in the business that you're in. Um. Yes. So the job that I had, um, I got a job from COVID like in November, 2020. And I, I just felt like I was like in like a gray area. I love the job that I'm in, but it did encourage me to wear sweats. Like I could be comfy at work. And so I haven't been like wearing like real clothes. Like one, I'm wearing sweats there, like, you know, loungewear. And then I go to work out and train. I'm in sweats. And then I go to wrestling shows and I'd be in sweats because I'm in a car. So why dress up? And I just now started like, oh, I should do my hair. Like, <laughs> oh, I should wear makeup to work. Oh, I should like wear clothes like an adult. Like, and like, I'm just wearing jeans. But like, I'll put on like boots that I haven't worn in two years. And it's like, oh my God, like, I should wear clothes. <laughs> like, I need to right. like get back into it. Cause I, and a lot of my friends and my coworkers are saying that too, where they're like, I don't even know what I dress like anymore. Like they don't know, not that they don't know who they are, but they don't know what their like appearance is supposed to be. Right. So like, now figuring that out too. And it's like, it's kind of fun. Cause um, there's just so much clothes I had like, packed away that like i wasn't using i was like whoa look at this new top <laughs> feral how how did you fare man through covid yeah. like what what's been uh could we talked about it last night but i mean it was it's it was a struggle yeah it was definitely a struggle you know i'm i'm super lucky because i have my kids and my wife and um and i started my podcast during covid so i had all of that to keep me busy mm -hmm. um but like I think too to kind of touch on a point like I think businesses are kind of starting to realize that what you dress like doesn't necessarily affect your performance at work and yeah. so and you know like my kids teachers have piercings and tattoos now which I think is dope because who gives a shit like it yeah. doesn't affect anybody so I think with the with the comfortable clothes yeah at, coming out of COVID I think everybody was like okay what the fuck am I supposed to dress like but businesses are also like okay we can't ever fucking expect these people to go back to complete formal wear again because it's been two years and they've been in sweats or shorts and wife beaters like you just can't expect them to put on a tie anymore it's pretty yeah. bad like I wore a sweater like a knitted sweater and jeans and like my coworkers were like, why are you all dressed up? And I was like, fancy. Well, yep. Like basically what a hoodie does for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you put on a pair of jeans and a hoodie and people think you're dressing up now. Dude, yeah. I, I legit 
just I just left a job where I had to wear uh, slacks and Stacy Adams and a tie and a button up shirt and a lab coat and all of it. And I did it for about a month and I quit the job and I was like, I am never wearing this bullshit ever the fuck again. <laughs> I'm almost 40 years old and I do not want to ever have to tie a tie if it's not on a date with my wife ever again. Then you shouldn't have to. <laughs> you know what I appreciate the most about, about what you said right there is me being an early childhood professional and educator that is all tatted up, right? And I wear my pro wrestling shirts to, to school. Three, four, and five-year-olds don't give two shits. Like, they don't care. They're they're more like, oh, that's cool. The artwork, all of that, right? It, it's, to me, it's such a validating thing to know that um, we get to be who we want to be. And now, Delmi, you, you get a chance to, to really tell that story to a bigger audience. Yeah. Um, did... It's just is so because I'm I'm just in awe that MLW is on on reels now, and yeah. it's a good deal for the company and like all the talent who have like worked uh, hard to like build this brand and build this company. What do you uh, What are you really looking most forward to? Not just with grind. I mean, because you know that's it's 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 happening, but also with mm-hmm. MLW. What do you What are you most looking forward to with this opportunity? Um, I just want to get like the women's division talked about. Um, I wanted to seem like a regular roster there and like see more storylines for women. I feel like not a lot of promotions do storylines for women that are like long drawn out. Like we saw how great like Sammy and Roman Reigns was. Yeah. Like for women and like with me and Ashley with the Sea Stars, we always came across like the issue with like booking women's tag teams, how like no one knows what to do with them. They're always like, oh, we'll have you guys tag this match and then next match you'll break up. And it's like, why? <laughs> so it's just like, I would just love uh, for something to be written out well enough. And like, I do think it might be like the fact that like, there might not be enough dedication from like two individuals and in like some companies, but hopefully with me being signed under the contract and like, I am committed to all their dates for the year. Like, we can actually do something and like make good TV because that's what it is at the end of the day. It's good entertainment. It's good TV. You know, do you feel like it's, there is saturation there? I mean, it's the market is, is really saturated. Do do you feel like, um, is how much time I guess to not really feel how much time do you think it's really going to take? Or does it depend on really, um, the other individuals you're able to, to kind of, I used to call them flying people, but you talked about not having to bring in impact or AEW. Like I don't necessarily think you call them flying, but how long do you think it's, it's going to take to get to that point to where you can start telling those stories or can you do that now? Um, at least for grind, we do have something planned for this year with the women. Um, part of that issue was that we did not have all of our dates set up for the year last year. Like, we were kind of doing, like, a show booked out two months before. And by the time we would reach out to women talent, like, they were already booked. So I'm guessing for MLW, they might have, like, a skeleton of what they want to do. Um, seeing as they might have individuals already booked in. And they might bring in, like, talent locally, you know, to fill in some gaps here and there. Um, but I would say, like, within, like, a year, they might tell yeah. something. I don't know. I think I, that's, I think that's realistic and awesome. And I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity that it's, it's fresh, it's new, it's, it's inceptionary. It's starting from the ground and I'm excited to see where it goes. And the, and the reason I, I say that is have there, don't have to mention any names. Mm-hmm. Have there been people that have reached out and saying, Hey, is there room for me? Hey, uh, has anybody reached out to you about, possibly being part of what you're doing at MLW and at grind? Um, at MLW, no, um, not for women, at least, uh, at grind. Yes, I do. We do get like every day we get like, uh, resumes, which we do look over 
but it's hard to bring in new talent. We only book seven matches a show. And the core guys that we like grew with last year, we're just so like loyal to like them and like building them that if we do bring in someone in, it's usually to elevate them or just to make like a connection for them. Um, there has been people though who have reached out and we have used though. Like we do check our resumes. Like Ryan Mooney was someone who had sent in his stuff and then we watched him live and we were like, yeah, let's bring him in. Like Gary J was someone who had sent us in stuff and I had seen him, his work live before. So he was like a no brainer. I was like, yes, of course we're bringing in Gary J. Um, and he's been a return person who's come back in over and over again. Um, for grind, definitely easier for MLW. If anyone reaches out, I can only point you to the door, but I can't really like open it. So I can tell you like, Oh yeah, we're, filming on this day here this is the venue if you want to show up early and like help out um that is like a very common thing for shows like mlw and like ring of honor back before it got um purchased from aew a lot of like independent talent would show up like dressed up and they would like help with like whatever needed to be done bring crew wise um because that's how you just got your foot in the door it's a Actually, it's a very common practice for the independents still. So if the if there's an open seat, doesn't matter if you're booked or not, get in that seat and go, right? Yeah. Uh, it was actually funny. I rode, <laughs> rode down with Becca and I was like, oh, so like she's booked all over. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the international pop star Becca, but like yes, she, yes. Every weekend she has like three to four dates. I was like, oh, so who do you ride with? And she was like, no one rides with me. I just what? go to, where is she going? Maryland? I was like, you drive by yourself to Maryland? Like, no one's asking to drive with you? Like, just to show face? And she was like, no. I was like, what? So I don't, I don't get that. That blew my mind. Um, so if you know Becca and you want to get booked anywhere she's wrestling, Pitching gas, go hop in a car with her. <laughs> she's doing, she's making the drives. I can't even, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that before. Like it's always, I'm getting in a seat or I'm going there. I've never heard of anybody like riding solo to shows. Yeah, she does it all on her own. Well, better hang out with Becca. She's got an open seat now, so somebody better jump in. <laughs> it's, it's a different era, dude. Like It is a different era. I see the, some of these people, some of these people like, I, I don't know. I've been lucky enough as a fan, but having my podcast to get invited to go early into shows and kind of behind the scenes of some local shows here in San Antonio. And I've been a fan long enough and I've watched enough documentaries and I've interviewed enough wrestlers that, uh, you know, there's, there used to be a certain protocol like, you when you know you approach the person with more experience and you ask for the advice and you you know you introduce yourself and there is a certain level of respect that it seems just from being behind the scenes at a couple of shows is kind of going away is that something that you're seeing where that 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 respect level the seniority respect level is kind of going away it is um i don't think it's i don't think it's out of like spite i think it's more so just out of ignorance is like no one's telling people to do these things and if they're not educated on it like you only know what you know yeah so if someone's not telling you like before the show like hey make sure you go around the locker room and shake everyone's hand how are you gonna know to do that like i'm an introvert if no one told me to do that when i first started wrestling i would have stayed in the corner out of everyone's way thinking that's polite Versus going out of my way to bother the vet who seems annoyed now that I'm bothering him, God forbid, <laughs> to yeah. shake because I was told to. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know. I I would like to assume the best in people. So I assume that it's because they're not taught that. Um, that's That sucks. I mean, <laughs> I, that sucks. I don't. I'm not fortunate enough because I live in Montana. I'm up here in, in Yellowstone. That's where I live. I I don't get the opportunity to go see a show 
ever. Like yeah. ever. Okay. So if anybody wants to come out here and start a promotion, like this is prime real estate out here because there's nothing. So all of my information is from people that we get a chance to meet in some of the most valuable information that I've ever been able to me by layman, the guy that's never anywhere mm. is you get in that seat, you take the ride, you ask what you can do. You ask what else you can do. You take tickets at the door. Uh, you, you break down, uh, you shake everybody's hand in the locker room. And if you have a match, you ask for feedback. Like, is that you? Are you both telling me like that's not the norm anymore? Yeah. No. Oh my God, I'm done. I'm out. See ya. I can <laughs> tell you what the, what the you know the the wrestlers that I've interviewed and have hung out with have told me is just stuff is changing now. Everybody's everybody wants to be equal to everybody, and there's no like the people want to kind of take the hierarchy away, which you know. It, the wrestling business is going through this weird like evolution that I think on one hand is fantastic because think about it. You got you now you have promotions like Mission Pro and Grind that are women oriented wrestling that are, you know, going out there putting women's wrestling to the forefront. That's changing for the better, right? But I think I think there are some changes coming down and there are some changes coming down that, are, that may not necessarily be for the betterment of the business, but more for the betterment of the individual, which is like the, the hierarchy is kind of going away. And, you know, people feel like they're on equal footing with everybody. But I, I think, and again, just based on the wrestlers that I'm friends with, I think the veterans that are, are on the indies now are kind of starting to, to put feet in butts and kind of enforce the like, Hey, chill out. Like, you don't act this way in a locker room. You're going to act a certain way or you're going to get put in check. So I think some of it's there, some of it's not, but I think it's just the evolution of the business. And it, if you don't evolve, you die. Demi, what's, if somebody wants, if somebody wants to take an opportunity to grind, what, like, what's their, what's their process that they have to go through? And I mean, if you can share, what are you looking for on a resume and, and what, makes a difference between somebody like yeah let's let's do this or not no that's not it um so for grind for us we do have like a certain style wrestler that we book um there are shows that book like lucha you know uh women's wrestling cruiserweight hoss fights deathmatch street like they book everything and that's fine but at grind it's very king's road you know hard-hitting like there's a specific style that we go for. Um, so if you are someone who's like kind of like a carny gimmick, we wouldn't bring you in. Like it just, it wouldn't work at our show. We're, that's just not the style that we want to put on like our platform. We've like gotten our fans to appreciate the fact that we book wrestling, like genuine wrestling. Like they go there and they don't go there to get drunk on a Friday night. They go there because they want to see like the story in the ring. Um, and like similar things like that, like we could book Lucha, like we have a bunch of cruiserweights who are like very high speed. Uh, they're super fast, faster than me. <laughs> and so like, we do like to keep like the high speed and like cruiserweight guys together. And then we do like to keep like the hosses paired up together. That's always like my favorite. I hate little man, big man matches. I just think it takes away from like one or the other person in the ring, unless there's a story or it's a squash match. I just don't really like care for them. Um, and then I do have the benefit of having been in a locker room and like a bunch of locker rooms. So I kind of know who's who. Right. So there have been people who like they've reached out and I'm just like, no, <laughs> I know, I know how you are, or I have a hunch on right. like how they'd be. Um, so we probably wouldn't book you, bring you in. We try not to do a lot of flights because we do live in New England, and this weekend is our February date, and there's already like snow projected in the area, and that's just one thing that we have to worry about is like a flight getting canceled. 
So I am trying to minimize minimize how many flights we bring out because of the fact that like if a flight gets canceled, especially now with like flights being way different post COVID, like they're still not the same as they were back then, and they are still very price high. So if you are bringing someone in, like it's got to be worth it to bring in them in in a awful way of putting it before you could fly in anyone for a wrestling show like in 2019 you know you could take the chance on them but now it's like you gotta be meticulous about who you're bringing in are you uh i I don't mean to be are you are you looking at running like a a school session along with shows like some individuals do like hey come in like to to I guess, start to acquire newer talent that would be interested in doing that, wants to take the chance? We want to start giving opportunities to people who show up early for Ring Crew. Um, We actually don't get any... (laughs) Actually, funny that you mentioned this. We don't really get people who show up early to do Ring Crew. Uh, (laughs) I'm actually the Ring Crew. (laughs) I can't. Me, Rip, and Perry are usually the only ones setting up. Um, we do get Kirby, who, like, he's just a friend of ours. He wrestles for Blitzkrieg Pro. Okay. Sometimes he'll stop by just to watch the show because he's one of our friends and he just wants to support and he'll help out. Um, we've gotten one kid who's coming from NEPWA, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And so, like, guys like that who like actually genuinely reach out and they're like hey like i want to stop by and help and they don't ask for anything in return like that's how you do it like he wasn't having matches yet and he was already showing up and doing stuff like that and so like we want to start having a pre-show where like you do that and it could go like it'll get recorded it'll go straight to youtube it won't go with the stream but just to give people who do show up that extra rep in front of a live crowd that's really cool. That's a really, cause that's what people are looking for is that exposure. And it's, I'm still baffled. I don't think I can conceptualize the fact that there's nobody riding along and there's nobody help putting up the rings anymore. I'm yeah. lost right now. There's uh, on the roster do help with teardown. Uh, we do run on Friday. So a lot of our roster isn't like in town at the time we start setting up, we start setting up really early, like at noon, just because, me and Rip also have to wrestle on the show, so we want to get everything set up in case something goes wrong somewhere we can, like, you know, stop or, like, go back home, which is five minutes away, grab whatever that we forgot and, like, come back and, like, continue. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Farrell, Farrell, we got we, – we've taken up almost 55 minutes of Dummy's time tonight, and I don't want to keep her a whole lot longer, but do you have any – do you have any burning desires or questions that you'd like to ask? I do. I kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of digging the the God Queen moniker. Like, where did that come from? Who is the God Queen? Like, what drives you when you're the God Queen? Like, that's such a dope ass. Like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you moniker. It, I'm kind of like it's one of my favorite nicknames in wrestling. Period. Right now. Thank you. Um. So. When it was January, I knew I was going to be on my singles run. Ashley was going to be taking time off from wrestling. And I needed to come up with something different that would, like, punch through fans' heads. That, like, I'm a singles wrestler right now. Because if I just did the same thing, it wouldn't have clicked. And they would have just kept it up with, like, Mm -hmm. oh, where's Ashley? Which is fine. But sometimes it's like, oh, just read this chapter. You know, like, oh, just you know, read this part. And, um, I feel like bands also go through this now looking back. Um, like if you ever see an ACDC concert and they're like, this is from our new album. The crowd's kind of like, nah, (laughs) 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 which we're all probably guilty of. So I get it. But, um, January, I knew I wanted like a hard hitting character who was going to be primarily a heel just because sea stars were so like happy-go-lucky baby faces and so i was just playing around with like terms and i was like uh anti-hero a villain like i was trying to think of something and then i just like i knew people always called bruiser brody the god king like that was term and i was just like there's not a female version of that and so it's like 
I'm just going to use them. And then at first, I got, like, a lot of, like, what does that even mean? Like, that's not even, like, a real, like, thing. And I was like, wait, first off, then you don't watch wrestling. Because, yes, it is. <laughs> so I just, like, kept, like, drilling it in. And I was like, this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. I mean, uh, that's it's it's the so when I saw it, because I'm I kind of just stepped in for his normal co-host. But when I saw God Queen, I was like, okay, I don't know too much about her, but this right here makes me jump in and attach and say this is different because it reminds me of Three Hundred because they called Xerxes the God King. Yes, <laughs> and that's yeah. when I saw it. I was like, oh shit, this is super dope. Because it works on a whole different level. Like, I'm the top of the shit, but I'm also better than anybody that you're ever going to see. You're ever going to... There's so many levels to what God Queen means. Yeah. It's it's a yeah. mindset. It's not something where, like, people, like, say they're a queen and they're like, I'm the queen or, like, I'm the baddest. But, like, I was just so, like, sick of hearing every, like, person use, like, that moniker. Like, oh, I'm a bad bitch or, like, stuff yeah. like that. And, like, everyone calls themselves a queen, but they mean, like, kind of, like, in a feminine way where it's, like, cutesy. Yes. Yes. It to be, like... More princess and not queen. Yeah. I wanted it to be more, like, in your face, like, no, I'm on this level with the guys. Mm-hmm. Like, And then if someone took offense to it, then that's on them. And I feel like I had to learn how to do that. I had such a high resume at that point that I was just like, no, I'm on this level. Like, I just have to think it. That's uh, That was going to be my question. And uh, actually two, but you answered both of them. And I admire the confidence because that when I when I saw the Twitter handle change, mm-hmm. like I, I, I haven't asked JP yet, but he's always hesitant when somebody uses a moniker like that because he's like ah, man it's i can hear him right now in my head he's like that is that's bold like that's really bold but it's yours you're gonna own it and i'm excited to see what happens and kind of my, my shtick is is like do you have do you have um any swag yet like can people go buy god I queen just- shirts yet um so i will have them at shows i'll probably hold off and like let grind the grind show on friday get like first dibs on sizes and then i will be um posting like a link where you can order them online uh, i just set up a brain brain busters website i believe that's okay. um so that will be like an online shop for like the t-shirts that have like the cooler prints with multicolors, just because those are really expensive to print out so those will never be on on right my <laughs> yeah but they will be available online um kids sizes too no um i don't really attract kids <laughs> well yeah you can't no, really name the god queen that's not well you'd be surprised at some of the five-year-olds and the shirts that they wear when those girls come that's in true in. there are some true. five-year-olds that could play the god queen probably pretty <laughs> well since i've become the god queen i haven't had like the kid friendly <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've seen, I'm the bad oh man at shows here in san antonio i've seen like five-year-old six-year-old little girls do you know who the woad is no so she's a wrestler called her the woad stands for the weapon of ass destruction And I've seen five, six-year-old little girls with woad shirts on, and I'm like, please don't wear them. <laughs> <laughs> so if, it's not appropriate, but I'm a hey, four-year-old it, man at a wrestling show, so who am I to judge? Yeah, if you're listen, if you're taking a five-year-old to a, an event, like first of all, you're a cool parent, right? S- second of all, you got to let them buy in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, yeah. Just for me, let them wear it and let them feel the judgment and let them feel that. And when you get home, tell them that that's not right. That's just like Delmi said, that's on them and not on you. And you wear that God Queen shirt with pride, sister. I mean, <laughs> dude, that, that, that nickname, like, 
I know I keep harping on it, but it, that nickname, there's so many possibilities with that moniker, like just swag ideas and stuff that that would be like super simple, but bold as fuck, like just in your face. But it doesn't have to be flashy or diamondy or anything like the feminine super queen kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It could just be like. Like, I don't know, man, just. That, that nickname is so dope because it's endless possibilities. And I'm sorry, I'm a super creative dude, so my, my wheels are turning. Um, I appreciate it. If you have any that you want to send my way, you know. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, oh, Trust me, JD. I have some ideas. I I will, absolutely. And our JD. boy, Eddie Hoop. Yeah, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to make sure that he reaches out to you because he's phenomenal at yes. what he does. And he's done stuff for Vamp and does a lot of stuff for any podcast that I can think of. So yeah, God damn. Maybe you'll get yourself a nice little God queen shirt, Mike Farrell. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, I already see that the ideas are turning. I'm going to get with JD tonight and be like, bro, I can see the smoke coming out of your. (laughs) (laughs) So if people want to, want to find you, obviously um, I want you to be able to put your handles out there, promote yourself. Um, where they can find you, how they how they can get a hold of you, where they can buy your stuff, and just how they can support you the, the easiest and best way so you make the most money. Yeah, so um, my handles are all the same for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, it's at DelmiXO, D-E-L-M-I-E-X-O. And then you can also follow Grind Puro or Pro Wrestling Grind. Um, Grind Puro is the handle. That's P-U-R-O. Awesome. Well, I, I want you to hold on. We're going to end the broadcast, but I, I want to tell you, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, it's, it's been enlightening because ride alongs don't fucking exist anymore. So whatever I'm ruined for the rest of my life. Yeah, buddy. And um, I, I'm really excited to see um, how quickly you rise to that throne. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the show. Like I said, Love the aesthetic of it. <laughs> awesome. So uh, this is kind of our handle. Um, TAW Mafia. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>